When people have lived in a continent for possibly 60,000 years and they've gone through, you know, previous ice age and sea level rise and all sorts of, you know, periods of aridity and all sorts of changes to the climate, then we probably should learn something about how people can respond. Welcome to the Monash Arts Researchers Podcast. My name is Lynette Russell. I'm the director of the Monash Indigenous Studies Centre. One of the things that we're really keen on doing here is, is interdisciplinary work. So it's work that does both historical, archaeological, anthropological. We have literary studies and theatre performance studies as well. And we thought with by setting up an Indigenous science project, what we might be able to do is really harness and enhance the interdisciplinarity of our of the work we do here. So what we're doing is looking at what we might broadly consider to be Indigenous science knowledge. So that can be ecological knowledge, that can be zoological knowledge, it can be botanical knowledge, it could be knowledge of climate, um, a whole range of different things. And we're interested in both um, the Indigenous science knowledge from the deep past, so from ancient times, right through to today. And we're interested in seeing whether or not that can be used to assist people in some of the big contemporary problems and issues that society faces, including global warming and climate change. Part of the challenge of why we're interested in this science knowledge is that the terms like hunter-gatherer, which is bandied around fairly um, un, un, kind of uncritically, are problematic when it comes to Australia because Australia, while we don't have here what one would recognise immediately as a form of farming, and we have to remember that um, you know, for as long as, as long as people have been analysing human behaviour, they've been ranking it, one being more sophisticated than another. And it's always been that the hunters and gatherers, the collectors, were at the bottom and then we would move up into you know, people who did horticulture, and then we would move up into the, the farmers, and then we would move into cities, as though somehow each time this was a, an improvement on our lot, um, though I would suggest it probably wasn't. But what we can do by thinking about this is start to actually question those very categories. Here we have in Australia not recognisable farming as such, we don't have recognisable cities, we have some of the most complex language systems and the most complex religious systems ever known on the planet. We also have a detailed ecological knowledge that shows engagement with and management of a landscape over tens of thousands of years. It's kind of hard to imagine. So very exciting stuff. We've currently got interested people from the United States, from Europe, from Canada, uh, people in New Zealand and obviously lots of people here in Australia. So we're not thinking of it purely in terms of Indigenous Australia, we're thinking of it more broadly, but it will of course, because of our, our particular work that we do here, will be focused on Indigenous Australia. But we want it to be also comparative in, in some way. We're developing some projects with the Melbourne Museum. That's a big thing that we've got to look forward to. The museum just recently did a, a fantastic exhibition here at Monash, at the Monash University Museum of Art, looking at their natural, what one might call broadly natural science collections and looking at how 
they tell us something about the Indigenous past. And it was a very challenging, very successful collaboration. I was really inspired by that and I thought we can do a lot with that working with people who are actually doing exhibitions and that type of thing. It was one of those moments to really speak to a much broader audience about the sorts of issues that when we write about them, we don't necessarily engage with as many people as we'd like to. One of the projects that I'm really excited about, which will be potentially through, the, through this science project, will be to go back and look at the early museum collections and particularly those that have been, because you know, explorers and zoologists and the like went out on behalf of the various museums and they collected all this material. But of course, they employed Aboriginal people to go and collect the animals, the fish, the, the, the birds. And when they sat down and wrote in their diaries, they actually inadvertently were recording Aboriginal knowledge. So sometimes the name of the the, the, the animal, the bird, the fish, will actually reflect that Indigenous knowledge. But there's also it, the very fact that when an explorer said, go and get me, you know, a small mouse-like creature, they knew where to go because they understood the ecological habitat and the environment of these, these um, zoological, what became zoological specimens. So I'm writing a book at the moment with a colleague um, and we look at... I mean, she's been driving it, absolutely. But we're looking at Aboriginal people who worked as collectors, zoological collectors, with those early zoologists. And I'm now excited about the possibility of going and looking at museum collections and actually looking at those 19th century cards because those cards are going to have the information we want. We are part of a new um, Australian Research Council Centre of Excellence in Australian Biodiversity and Heritage. Now obviously we are the heritage bit of that. It's looking at the deep time focused on, I guess, on Indigenous ingenuity. With the Centre of Excellence there's going to be, I think over the next um, seven years there's possibly 20 or more scholarships. Now those scholarships will be to do a range of different things. Um, each one of them will be um, based at at least two of the universities involved in the Centre of Excellence. Monash is only one of the seven universities, but we have three of our senior scholars from the centre, this centre here, Monash Indigenous Studies Centre, who are involved in it. Um, so we will no doubt be expanding our uh, postgraduate cohort and our postdoctoral cohort quite substantially over the next couple of years. I often get students that come in and say, I just want to help the Aborigines. We don't do this work because we're helping anybody. We do this work because it's contributing to a new intellectual paradigm. We're really interested in working with communities and working for communities. So if you want to work with a community, I suggest you get to know them first and foremost. Don't impose your will on them. It's really important. So that doesn't mean you can't go with a fully formed idea of what you want to do. But do your groundwork, make sure you actually get to meet people and uh, talk to them and get permission before you even start. You know, the earth is precious and it's finite and we don't have anywhere else to go. So let's get this right.